talking about that with my girlfriend. What? How I feel like presentations are like so nerve wracking. When I when I was presenting for the Youth Design Philly, I felt like why I can why can I sit there and tell everybody that came up to my table, mentors and all the people that were there, clearly what I was able to you know what I was wanting to pitch. But when I got on in on the stage and like in front of everybody, I like froze. So, so what is Youth Design Philly? Sir? Yeah, Youth Design Philly is a is intended to be a nonprofit organization that um, goes into schools and communities, and we seek to find places that are essentially abandoned or don't have. Um, don't have the funding to be renovated. So a lot of schools, for example, um, have empty spaces in their buildings, but they don't have the funds to repair because it costs so much money to to put in the budget for the school district. So the idea behind Youth De- Design Philly is that we go in, we have donations from different funders, such as like Home Depot or even a Habitat for Humanity for services and um, free contractors that would um, donate their services to help us um, redesign a space, one space for each school to have the kids um, be be more productive, be more um, be more wanting, willing to go to school. Essentially, the the main outcome of it is to help the students increase their grades so that's how i see youth design philly working in schools and the way we could work in communities is by taking um for example empty lots in their neighborhood transforming it into like parks that they can play in or whatever they imagine it to be so essentially it's the kids designing their neighborhoods uh you ever heard of youth build philadelphia charter school I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, they, I didn't know it was a school. Yeah, they actually went to that school. Oh. It's normally for kids that, I guess, it's, you have to be under 21, I think, to get in. I don't know if they changed it, because this was years and years ago. Oh, okay. But normally they have, like, uh, when I was going on, they had a, a somewhat of a tech side, or it wasn't really tech, it was more like I. Mm-hmm. I it wasn't really IT, because they weren't anything really doing anything with the... The, the the internet side let's say or the software they didn't really teach as much let's say but that but whatever that's that's a whole different topic but what i'm saying is they have a side where they have carpentry like people that are actually in the industry that they come and teach the students mm-hmm. about the carpentry and they actually go out and build the actual place mm-hmm. and i think they start from the ground up with the kids or like they pretty much well, I'm not sure. I'm assuming, but I just know they go out and they teach them carpentry. But that, by, so that by the end of, of uh, or carpentry or I don't know what else, but it could probably change because I mean it's been so many years. But what I'm saying is, if you go to them, maybe you could talk to them, and maybe you could actually incorporate those students because because oh. I I don't I'm assuming they're a nonprofit. What is it called again? I actually have them on my Instagram if you want to look them up. Oh, okay. Because we'll they have Instagram. <laughs> Huh? I 
so I work at after school and I've been trying to implement it. So we we went up to the fourth floor where that school was divided into like two two types of schools. So they had like I think they had middle school and elementary school. So they had two cafeterias and this the fourth floor cafeteria is like the size of my house, literally, from from the front to the back, empty space. Like full of like um cafeteria benches and it's just going to waste like she was the girl was telling me how she feels um that that space gets used very little and how she feels that if we had a library which I was like shocked (laughs) that she she wanted a library in her school because a lot of kids got their libraries taken away years ago when like they was reducing funding so their libraries got taken away so she was but I mean, but is a library really necessary when you have pretty much computers now that have... Well, so like she meant more like a lounge library where it's like you go in there and study and like have a, a... Not like not your typical library. She was describing it. Like she... We worked on like the bubble plan and everything. Like she was thinking like what if there was like computer desks here and like she was thinking of um, like cool like chairs that hang from the ceiling and... Like places where you, you know how if you was to go to a um, a coffee shop and do your homework, that's what she was thinking of it as like a place where they could do their homework and want to, and want to be in there. Because right now they, they don't have any like specific spaces for after school. So they take other people's, um, like other teachers classrooms, but some teachers don't want them to use the classroom because they have their classroom to be like a certain type of way so they don't want to come in the morning and their classroom be a mess because then they're gonna like get upset at whoever was using their classroom so that's been the problem at the school that I work at so that's what we was this right now is just a theory this this um plan but the space is actually like real like like if we you know, if I was to have a good pitch at the end of like the design and all of the same way we did youth design Philly for um, the startup weekend, I think if we were to present it and it to be presented by kids, then we could find the funding and find all of the um, the sponsors for um, for work and like all of that stuff. So that's what I was thinking of. So you said it's more like a study line where they can just study. And so the the reason why I feel like I've been implementing it is to be able to show like, look, I've been actually practicing this. Like I worked, I worked with the same project with kids from they were ages six to twelve. It was more so like um, more fun, more like community based. So they designed a tree house where they could go and have like meeting space. They called it. <laughs> Uh, I know you see your idea, because obviously it's your idea, but do you have any visual, any video, any anything that pretty much explains it? That way, I think that would help you a lot. Any visuals? Like, a, like some sort of video for you that pretty much just, like a small presentation, like whatever, just some, just a video or something. Just that I, because I'm, I mean, I, I get what you, I somewhat yeah. see what you're trying to do, but the thing is, I, I can't see. Oh, it sounds oh, interesting. Oh, you mean like pictures? Yeah, I took some pictures of me and the girls working um, that day, and I have some pictures from when I worked with the kids. 
Um, or even a slideshow since you have a picture. Yeah, so this was when I worked with the, with the kids, the, the younger kids. So we basically it started off as words. Like we came up brainstorming. Um, we came up with like the tools we need, with the type of places we wanted to build. So we ended up circling a treehouse that everybody voted on. Like they. No, I mean, I know you have the ideas, but what I'm saying is. Uh, an actual place? No, not an actual place. Just a video, just something, just some animation, just some sort of some, something to see. But the actual. Um, I don't have it on me, but I know my friend. He he has a lot of footage from when we. When you guys actually did it. No, we never actually built. So that's this that one that I just showed you was the first time I ever tried to like design stuff with kids. Then this one is new. This one is like literally just started this past week. We we what we did was we um, analyzed the floor. We looked at all of the things, checked how many columns they had. Like these are windows, um, and so I'm gonna pull this into my computer and actually like like do the line work, the proper measurements. Um, this was just to teach her how to do a floor plan by scale. So this is the eighth inch scale. So if you were to measure this in like in, in, with a ruler, every is to scale. So um, where's that paper? So I taught her like this, like this type of stuff, like the the ruler and how each um, how each set like segment of the ruler equals an eighth, a fourth, a quarter. So we did it to an eighth. So this, if we were to measure it, it would equal, um, what is it? 66 by, I think this side was, I can't remember, but it's two scale. So we were working on that. And then, so that that's the thing is that I never got to actually implement it. We never got to actually complete a full project because it takes so much money like interior design is so why for so then what people, is essentially so what is i mean i guess by being a non-profit that's how you're gonna where you're gonna get all the money from so the way we would get money from is um so we could get the donations from different organizations some people are required at the end of the year to give a certain amount of funding to an organization so that they show that they like support it it's like i forget what it's is part of their business thing where they have to show i'm not exactly sure what it's called but um there are some people that are required to do service hours some people that are required to do donations and then not only do they get to do these things they get like tax breaks from it so it benefits them both ways in like service and they get money back even even though like you know they're giving us something yeah it would be cool if you could actually go to like somewhere like you where they actually have teams and you can i guess start teaching there something mm -hmm. like that or and right now like the after school program that i work with is a non-profit organization that's mm -hmm. funded so i get paid to do this like right now and so that's a, another cool thing is that there's a lot of 
um, school programs especially, like the program that I'm working with is called The Foundation, and they have tons of money, like ridiculous amount of money to to give to schools to have programs like this. So it's like so many opportunities out there. But the only problem is that we've been lacking attendance from students, so they're like at the verge of getting cut. Mm, what is so it called, the company? The foundations. foundations. Yeah. So like they usually work with um, 21st Century is, is another um, nonprofit that gives money to schools, 21st Century. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, they kept bringing it up. So they, um, but in order to keep giving you money, attendance. you got to have attendance. So we have to have at least 135 kids come once throughout the whole time and 30 kids come 30 days consistently. So that one day that there is a, let's say if my program is on Mondays and Thursdays, and that one Monday that kid came and it's like a holiday, and he's there for 29 days, then that doesn't count. The days have to start over. So it's like there's so many criterias, but it's, mm-hmm. it's strict. So had, had that day not landed on a holiday, he would have completed his 30 days. So it's just like, you know, s- simple things like that. But uh, I think it's, it's, it's definitely important to have um, spaces. And not to mention, we did a lot of research that day um, that proves that, like, scientifically proves that, you know, s- environments help, you know, students um, progress in their grades and then make them want to be in school. No, it's like, for example... Uh, these past couple of days, the guy, the the guys that I've been talking to, uh, will talk. I mean, they'll be talking about what we'll be talking about is violence and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and it'll be funny. But if you're probably in a different neighborhood, they're probably not talking about the same thing, and they're not gonna find someone getting shot or someone going to shoot someone right. funny at all. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, environments do matter, and yeah. they're in that environment, and that's what they see all day, and that's what they talk. Yeah. About. And like you said, if you you at least you pretty much since you're getting, I mean, I'm whole, I'm guessing this is also gonna be in an urban environment. Yeah. Obviously, they can at least for whatever amount of time they're in there, you know, be in a more positive environment right. and actually feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the environments do matter, obviously. Yeah, and I think also the other part that um I was hoping to be a part of the um the organization was a mentoring program. That's if the funding was allow it where they would get mentored by college students so it would be more of a like relatable um, connection to like high school students that are about to get into college and college students that will be able to advise them and help them in like their homework and stuff so that was the other aspect to it it wouldn't be teachers that are teaching in here I mean there would be like a supervisor or something like that but to have that like um, peer mentorship happening at the same time will be like really good for these kids that have like very little examples in their neighborhoods that show them that you know they could go to college like the girl that I was telling um, that we've been working on this together she is like oh I want to be an interior designer but I don't know where to go to school at and her school is down the street Dr- Drexel you know like Drexel's one of the most um 
noted interior but, designs. But is there alternatives to that then? Because I mean, that's aren't you then now taking a whole bunch of loans to go drive? Well, so that's what I was telling her. I was like, yeah, it's really expensive, but we can definitely look into getting scholarships for you. Like we can, you know, my my teachers always seek to find money for for us. Like I know my my program, they were really good at helping one of my classmates who ran out of funding and she was about to like have to you know leave school and my my director of the program she said no we're we're gonna figure this out whether whether they give us money or we raise you money but like you know they figured out her situation so they work really well with like like the low-income community and like um the minority community and all of us that that struggle so it seems like you've been i guess you have the network and the experience i have a lot of experience (laughs) yeah i actually did that's what my this project was i did i focused on gentrification in in um the low-income community the low-income latin community which my mom still currently lives in like this project was based off of um so involved the types of food that they were having access to the types of um like opportunities that they had access to and the type of um housing they had access to so it had to do with those three things and i did like a whole whole lot of studying for it so like the first study that i did for this was understanding the food dynamic because gentrification was slowly like like according to this map um it was starting at uh gerard front and gerard you know where front and gerard is so it was like rising up all the way to york and dolphin and then um like i did a map this i'm not sure if it's here Well, it shows like the the different type of so this map right here it shows. But this is all research you did, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is all. all every all the pictures, everything. Every single every single line on this page I made. <laughs> how many? How long? It took it? me a year to complete. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. So. So you're pretty prepared then. Yeah, no, I'm pretty, like, involved into, like, this is my passion, like, I'm, like, really trying to, to change what things for us, like, because it's not fair that, um, I, I take this personally because my mom is currently going through the same situation, like, she has a piece of land that is, like, getting literally snatched out of her hands that she's had for almost 30 years, and, not to mention that her house has been um been asked to be bought basically like they've been offering her all these amounts of money but the money doesn't add up to buying a new house it doesn't add up to living in a, a, a the but, same area you know so like she she could get the money yeah but at the same time you still have all these expenses that go along with moving with finding a nice neighborhood with so like you kicking her out of her neighborhood, convincing her that she's gonna get a good amount of money, that's like what's what's a ten, a thousand? What she she got offered the first time. Fifty thousand, 
that was like in the early 90s. Then she got offered 80,000. They came back again saying 150,000 like recently. And now they're saying that oh this the land that she parks her car in that they bought it. So now I'm currently going like down to the city. I actually have to go this week um to put a down payment on her piece of land and hopefully if they didn't really buy it if they just like threatened her like I have to go make sure that I show proof that she's gained like I studied real estate and everything like she's gained access on this land due due to adverse possession like she's been on this piece of property Pennsylvania has a law where you have been on the property for over 21 years and the government hasn't access access the land and that land is yours through um easement of um, adverse possession so you have that the right to that land so it's technically hers at the end of the day so that's a whole nother story <laughs> like we're like it's, it could get legal with with these type of things so i took that personally and and with all the changes that has happened in less than 10 years in her neighborhood and like you know she had to go into um what is that thing called where um based off her income the tax the property taxes stay at a set set mm -hmm. rate so thankfully they still have that program but other people's taxes increased in my neighborhood like if they don't go into this program they have to pay like a crazy amount of taxes like she's been lucky enough to only have to pay 500 a yearly tax on her property but like other people have paid thousands of dollars in tax properties because of the improvements in the area but it's like where is this money going to is it going to our schools no is it going to the government yes it's like where you know like and that's where this part comes into is like we have all this money that people are paying for it and like it doesn't make sense like lower marion is um one of the best school districts in the united states 20 minutes away from philadelphia and they have good neighborhoods they have nice classrooms they have you know people that pay the same amount of taxes that are up here but where is the money being distributed so that's where my passion lies <laughs> No, it does. And you were mentioning earlier that you didn't explain it. And, wow, I mean, but you still gained something out of it. Obviously, you still gained the network. You still gained pretty much that experience. And, mm -hmm. and now, I mean, now you just... Yeah, definitely. I I was actually... Um, I'm, like, overly involved sometimes. I have an art show coming up on Saturday. Um, and really where? Um, it's... Let me show you. It's on Bartram's Garden, and it is called Soul. You said an art show? Yeah, so it's an art show. I'm also a painter. These are all my works. <laughs> so it's called Soul Sounds of Upcoming Legends, and it's um, the art of self-care. So I'll be working with women and body image and body empowerment and um, having them understand, like, your body is beautiful no matter what and so along with my segment there's um there's a wine segment um that's by the nosy palette who's also one of my high school friends and then he's going to be working on 
um, self-care as like taking a break. Like it's okay to take a break and have a glass of wine every now and then kind of thing. And this is on the same day? Mm-hmm. So it's all happening all at the same time. So it's like in the on same. Saturday you said. Saturday it's Sunday. Was, oh, Sunday, Sunday October 14th. Sunday. From 5 to 8. So it's free. And it's a free event that he. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he's gotten a lot. This the person that's hosting Can it. You send me it again. I know I saw it earlier, but yeah, I was I doing something else and I didn't even read what it was. Um, but you know, like there's so many things that are out there that can be free or to little cost. Like I've hosted so many art shows. Like I've literally been in twenty five art shows. So called. when you host the art art shows, what is? I mean, what is it? You're just bringing pretty much the art. Right? Yeah. So depending on the the art show and the the theme so i've been um i created my first art show was um paint my city and that was basically me painting images from the city and things that i remember growing up around and what they used to look like or like things that um give you like that memory of like oh i remember when such and such place used to look like that so that was the first art show because i felt like bringing that connection to people definitely was important and and with these girls here I do a lot of body image because me myself I went through a lot of um insecurities with my body and I I every now and then every I still you know attack myself if you want to say like oh I don't look as skinny or I don't look whatever but then I have to remind myself like you know this is how I am and I still like work out and all that stuff, but I just imagine if I go through it and like other women definitely go through the same issues. So this is like a way of me connecting with women and having them understand um, that it's, you have somebody, you have a support system. And so those are my women. And I do a lot of abstract do art. Do you do any animations? I don't do any like digital animation. I'm not really good at faces. Not that I'm not good at faces, but I prefer not to do faces. Like the only faces that I do is myself portraits. <laughs> but the reason why a lot of my women are say, uh, faceless or like their backs are turned is so that you can basically put yourself in her shoes where it doesn't give you, cause face, usually like people pay a lot of attention to your face and your details and if you focus more on the um the position or the the body then you could relate more than focusing on the eyes or like which is really powerful view like my self-portrait over here is like just my eyes and so it's like it like gives you a deeper connection to that image well you have something in front of your face huh oh there's a candle (laughs) (laughs) yes i can't even really see it but but I, I mean, that's true, I guess. So what if I was like, hey, I have an episode I would like you to draw something about? Yeah, I'm definitely have, down. Like, I created this logo. I, I don't mind creating, I mean, like... Any. Actually, no, and more of what, I guess, what do you do? Because I obviously, I mean, you follow uh, your The passion. question should be, what don't I do? <laughs> Well, I then, do. Uh, so I do uh, everything pretty much. I I like to to teach myself things. I like I've learned so many things from um from I've I've been doing art since I was 
in the third grade, like professionally. Yeah. When she started at one? (laughs) No, I've been. It just came. It's like it's been in my family since forever. You said one. No, since the third grade. Third grade, sorry. Yeah. So in the third. I ordered you for some reason. (laughs) No, no, I was like maybe eight or nine. Yeah. So in the third grade. Professionally by eight. Yeah, I was um, part of the um, the clay studio. Is a is a. it was a nonprofit organization that came to different schools and taught pottery and clay. Mm-hmm. So they selected me to be the student that did, that made a sculpture for that looked like the school. Mm-hmm. And so we they recorded my hands, basically sculpting a a model of the school that I went to at the time. So I did that. Then I got involved with a lot of mirror arts um, programs that were like, you know, all the different types of murals around the city. So I did a couple of those when I was a kid, um, like as a kid participant. Then by the time I was like 16, I was teaching pottery. So I was like doing that with um, North Square Neighborhood Project. You make your own cups too then? I have, they're all my mom's house. I have a couple pots and like, a, I was like really into pottery. I was like, like I, if, if you put me on a wheel right now, I could probably still do it. I haven't done it in years. So that was my first type of art. Then in high school was when I learned how to draw like more skillfully. Then I went to school for art and I learned how to paint in school. So then master's program, I learned how to do graphics. So it was like I learned every step of the way, a different type of art. And I've done everything from like, I've done silk screening, I've done t-shirts, I've done, um, oh my God, what haven't I done? I've done, um, I've done uh, what is that called? Block printing, I've done so many things. <laughs> so. Well, you're pretty much an entrepreneur. Yeah, I I was a, a, a artist for three years professionally, like freelance artist. Like I was hustling hard and <laughs> trying to, you know, working as, you know, having a side retail job and then at the same time making art shows back to back, like selling, you know, pictures. I have like, still I have a couple stacks of pictures of like the ones that I had art shows of. So I was like... So, so if you make a picture and someone likes it, and some, and I guess, or or actually, better question is, have you ever had to make the same picture over oh, yeah. and over? Yeah, that's one thing that I don't like because I feel there was this one picture actually for for Paint My City where I did um, an image of Chinatown, and that was like the most popular image. I don't understand why, but it was just like everyone requested it and i had to do like five of these like hand paint each chinatown like five times and then it was all different sizes so the original was like 10 by 10 it was like a square a perfect square it was actually a little bit bigger than that one so um i did that one in different sizes like i did one that was like more of that size with the purple and the blue like Mm -hmm. a 20 by 30 and then I did a couple other smaller ones of that same Chinatown. But yeah, there's like that's one thing that I do deal with. Like 
repeating the same image. Right now, I don't think that I would repeat any of the same Im images. Like, it's like a one and done kind of thing. It's like a, like, the only one, you know? Because <laughs> it's hard to replicate uh, the same image because, like, you, at that moment, you're feeling a certain feeling and and pretty much by the 30th one you're not it doesn't have it. the same right it doesn't have the same in are you what looking connection. at pretty much the other one as a reference right yeah i usually well for the chinatown one i looked at an image of actual chinatown and then i looked at the way i painted that one to make sure that it was like slightly similar each of them was were different in certain okay. ways but it's hard to replicate my own <laughs> my own images because it's it's meant to be just one like one of them you know like picasso never re replicated any of his stuff he nope. probably had some you know sketches and stuff but you don't see too <laughs> too many artists that replicate their their paintings but i mean where where did you pretty much showcase i guess where or where were you showing did you ever pretty much question is did you ever do it like anywhere in like let's say by Allegheny Lehigh or that mm -hmm. area? Yeah, I did um one show by Front and Spring Garden, which was the first show. Um I had a lot of shows that were pop up shows, so they would be up in one day and down that same day. So they were just like you come and here it is and if you miss it then that that's it. Like usually um the galleries have um the show up for at least a month so i did a lot of pop-up shows where they were up and down the same day so i did um a lot of my work was in west philly because i've been living up here for the past five or six years so i did a lot of work up here um because in north philly where i used to live um there wasn't a lot of spaces that had um art um exhibition places well and that's actually what was going to be that kind of going to go to the question i was going to ask next which was going to be do you feel do you did you feel like uh who or who is more i guess would was more invested either the spanish community black communities white community like who who attended more frequently i had a good balance of oh, really? of every community in a lot of my shows because I hang out with a lot of uh, people like us and um, the black community and Latino community. Um, I have very, I guess I, defi I definitely reached out to people on like Second and Market, which is on first Fridays. I, I did a lot of like, like flyer handing out. Um, I forget mm -hmm. what it's called, but I did a lot of like um, advertisement in, in the more like upper white class community so to make sure that I reached out to them as well so um, I had a good var variety of different people like the one show um, was primarily my like people that knew people in in my community like in my friendship group um, but that didn't stop them from bringing their friends and their friends who knew other people especially when it's a free art show so like that that is what i like pride myself on having free events and like being able to have things that people can enjoy and um 
and still I benefit from it like which every art show I felt like I was able you know people ask me a lot like how were you able to make money off of these shows like I invested $500 in the venue and all of my materials that's all I invested and I made double my profit so between selling my paintings selling my um, pictures um, you know doing all those type of things I was able to like make money too so like if you put down a little bit of investment in yourself there's no there's no doubt that you'll get that money back plus more which is what I did for each art show because I didn't want to charge I felt like every art show I ever been to was free why why are people gonna pay to go see my stuff I mean I had a donation thing if you want to give me money <laughs> sure like I, I made sure I had that too and there was like um Another way that I made money, too, was having a raffle. Like, I had a painting that you could win for free, whether you bought a five, um, $5 arm length or a dollar ticket. And, like, the guy, he bought one ticket, and that's it, a dollar. He paid for the painting. It was a painting of the Liberty Bell. And it was very detailed, and it would have been worth at least 3000 three, not $3,000, uh, I wish, <laughs> at least $300 because of the time and effort and like the detail and like the frame, I made the frame and everything. So it was like a really good, valuable painting that he won for a dollar, <laughs> you know? Wow, do you have a website? Did you put all of your stuff or you advertise stuff? Um, I have my Instagram, so kmontez underscore art. And I worked on my website for a little bit, but I feel like um, websites are slowly dying out in my opinion so i think social media is a better way of connecting with like my audience and reaching out to friends and letting them know like to have other people follow me and making the the network grow that way but um i haven't really been upkeeping with the social media but I think definitely once I start having more shows again. So what was your experience in the Philly school district, actually? Since you're targeting the schools, I mean, what is it that I guess that you saw in the school when you were growing up that kind of put that in you? Like, oh, okay, I need to do this. Well, um, I went to public school from from kindergarten to fifth grade. And my public school was very... Um, brown and dull and and just like standard it wasn't like really it was kind of creepy actually now when I went back as like a middle school kid to visit my teachers Mm -hmm. I was like wow this is really weird (laughs) like it was like brown floors you know the typical like cement looking floors and so that just doesn't make kids environments or kids want to be in that type of environment And then when I went to high school, I went to a charter school that was more like military style discipline. Like we were very strict. There wasn't very much, um, um, how can you say, like culture to the students. Like we weren't allowed to express ourselves. Like we had to have a uniform that was very regimented. And um, not to like downplay my high school, we I did feel like I learned a lot in my high school and I feel like my high school definitely taught me discipline, really strict discipline, clearly, because it's like in my work everywhere. Um, but 
I think where we could have benefited from my school, which was, I felt very well designed my high school like the newer one because there were two that want the first one that i went to was um moved and expanded to a bigger location so the second one was a, a, a lot more brighter it had nice floors it had um color on the wall it had like lockers that were certain you know like it was clean it was mm -hmm. more cleanlier and I think that type of environment makes you want to be in school. But the only thing is that it was still more structured. It was still standard. It was like, yeah, it was colorful now, but it wasn't like, oh, what does this cool wall do? Or like, oh, what is this thing coming down from the ceiling? Oh, I can sit on this type of chair instead of, you know, the standard type of chair. So I think creating a cool environment and a flexible environment for a kid definitely makes them more interested in going to school you know obviously the more money the school has the mm -hmm. probably better it looks because i know there's a couple of schools in philly where they're i mean they they probably look similar to what you were saying because mm -hmm. there's no money for anything or money gets allocated to something else right but that's why pretty much which what you're saying would make a difference and would at least make people feel different once you go in at least you know at least for that time being you, you feel comfortable and that he's learning yeah and, and I think that not mm -hmm. only so not only changing the school environment will benefit the students like it will increase their grades which leads the school to earn more money for the changes that happen because mm -hmm. the better your grades are and it's sad that they do it this way the better the more money they get but like if you're like I said, I invested at $500 in myself. If the school was even willing to take that chance of investing a, like a little bit of money into fixing a, a situation that could highly benefit them in the long run, why wouldn't you do that? You know, like why? You're telling the kids like, hey, you get good grades, we'll get you TVs, we'll get you... Uh, right, <laughs> especially like the technology too, like, you know, the tech aspect of you know, Google donates so much like tech stuff. All but the I guess time. not. A, I mean, not a lot of people know. And I, I'm in technology, and I probably I can't tell you one thing that they that they've done. They've given away. Right. Like, take it away. I don't just, know. There's so many. Like even if you contact like um, HP or like Dell or any of those, they're willing to donate some type of technology for something. You know, like they're willing to donate something. Whether you whether you have um, like the nonprofit for your your app service, you know they'll find some like if you give a good sponsor letter, you're you will at least get some type of help. So people don't know that if you are willing to, you know, just by simply writing a sponsor letter, hey, I'm looking to start a business. You think you could sponsor me with some coffee? Like you could get free stuff everywhere. <laughs> like you just that's exactly how my my friend got all these donations and all these grants for the program that we're working with, the 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 Bartram's Garden, this art show that I have, like just by saying like, Hey, are you seeking and there's so many grants that are constantly being offered online too that like I've like looked into and you know, like it's all about 
the skills of writing is too like so if you me personally I lack the skill of writing I ask like my friends who are better at writing or can you look over this for me and how can I make sure that all these contents are in this uh, sponsor letter like there's so many like resources but and I like uh, the one thing that, that I do like about I guess the facility is also that like hopefully I guess then you could eventually start getting more mentors to come in maybe a mm-hmm. different profession and create some sort of either website or app that pretty much or just utilize Facebook to communicate between mentor and and, mm-hmm. and the user yeah I mean mentor and the students mm-hmm. and especially if like if it, if I plan on using college students to connect with high school students their favorite way of connecting is social media so like if there was a type of social media that was more um, education based where they would focus on like their school instead of like likes or like comments and stuff like that things and, could be better yeah and pretty much you could get the kids to start there they could they can start promoting it right themselves. And they love to post stuff so imagine if you have them in an environment that they enjoy and they're doing things they enjoy and now they're taking pictures of it which you could pretty much even build somewhat of it because there's there are kids that are interested in media so you could make a small team hey you guys do that instead of pretty much forcing them to always do something like hey let's find out what these kids are actually interested in right and like i said in your space i mean that would be that would be ideal Mm because you just set it up yeah but damn normally i don't even record it for this long it's been been like more than 30 minutes so this this one i would definitely have to edit and what i'll do is i'll put an introduction on this one but if is there damn I've, I don't think I've ever done one that's been 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> Why, there, do you want to like, huh? do a close out question no um, yeah like is there anything I guess let's say and if there was someone either listening to you or, or just wanted to do something similar that, that you wanted to do that's interested either in painting or is interested in design. some sort of design yeah what I mean what I mean, I would say definitely reach out to me. I'm not, um, I'm not gonna bite in any type of way. <laughs> um, I, I can be reached at um, my Instagram at kmontez underscore art, and under there, there's my email, and you'll be able to reach out me, reach out to me via email as well. So, social media, email, um, and then if we get to know each other, we could like meet or. I can mentor, help yeah, you in any type of way. That would be awesome. Mentorship slash free work. Yeah. And then make yourself better <laughs> and improve the world. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, so like I said, it was just a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you for letting me actually talk to you. Yeah, no problem. Even though you barely know me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to know each other a little bit at the start of weekend. Yeah. That was intense. Like, I literally slept for three hours on Saturday because I was working on the the floor plan and the rendering. And then I felt like I wish that I would have started working on Friday. I was so mad. Like, the adding, only adding features and stuff to, like, physical, like... But, you know, you get those trees? research papers that let you know, like, this area has... Um, this many people, these type of people, this... So what is it? Uh, okay, so my question, 
Oh, should I turn it on? My question is, first question is, what is it that you, well, what is it that you want to study or what is your first? Because obviously, I mean, I know that's what you want to do. You want to pretty much just like a census, I guess. But I guess, what's um, the, what is your main, your target audience for your first or for the first project? Well, so my 